Dun, 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 dun. Gonna do a good show today. Dun, 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 dun. Holding up my Blu-ray. Dun, 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 dun. It's called The Long Kiss Goodnight. Dun, 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 dun. Gina Davis and Samuel Jackson. All right! Welcome to Popcorn Talk. Featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. Oh, yeah! Are we dancing or are we doing the Trump inauguration (laughs) fist Sorry, damn it. All right, I didn't mean to start political. It's not political. We're dancing. That's not political. It's just what he did. You gave me two options. It was was option A. We're dancing. I sure did. They did a gif gif with him uh, and they put a penis in his hand. Stroking a dick. And he tried to get it removed from the internet. That's not how things work. Nope. But okay. The internet is Uh, forever, folks. The internet is... I learned that the hard way. Yes. I've learned that the hard way, too. Don't Google my name. Yeah, if you Google my name and porn, a sketch we did comes up. Yeah. It's called Porn Voiceover Artist. Uh, go check it out. Anyways, this is way off topic. No, it's not. It's a funny mm-hmm. sketch. Anyways, uh, hey, I'm Ben Begley. Welcome to Guilty Movie Pleasures. And with me, as always, is my partner in crime, one of the funniest guys I know. What's your name, dude? What's uh, Jesse McIntosh. Good hey. to see you guys. Good to see you, Ben Begley. And I just set you up like with super high expectations, too. One of the funniest guys I know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just a uh, dynamite human being. Yeah. Amazing singing voice. One of the best. One of the greatest I, uh, I was, I freestyle was, rappers listen, I've ever met. I was turned down from American Idol because I was already their idol. Yep. I and they were that. like, we can't we can't have someone so talented it, on know, United States airwaves. It's important. You out Susan Boyle, Susan Boyle. That's I mean Mezzo Soprano is your your you know forte. Anyways, I don't know. All, <laughs> all is, of these things are true. Such a weird. I'm the most interesting man. This is the weirdest in the intro I think we've ever done on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Don't get confused by my triple pack. That, which I don't think you can see. Which I realized every time I hold up the Blu-ray in the intros. When I watch the video, most times it's reflecting so much you can't even tell what it is. So I'm like, could be we're doing this movie that you can't see. But today we're doing the long kiss goodnight. Uh, not to be confused with Domino or Point and Roll Return in this uh, Warner Brothers triple pack. We're going to be triple pack for five ninety nine. By the yeah, way, yeah, we're actually our show today is on the triple pack. It's on the triple pack. Um, we're we're going to focus all... mostly on Long Kiss Goodnight, yes. but it's on the triple pack. Uh, some of you know the, uh, the 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 extreme difficulty we've had getting this show to to feature this movie. Back when Josh McCougie used to host the show, uh, we had fans suggest the Long Kiss Goodnight several times. And Makuga only gets things via disc on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it was out of stock the one time. The next time we tried to do it, he got the disc, but it was broken. <laughs> and I think that broke him for the movie. And he, we never did it. And now we're finally talking the Shane Black Christmas classic. I forgot this was a Christmas movie. It was a very Christmas movie. Like this movie, very Shane Black is all about... Christmas and gunfights. I'm pretty and sure the inciting incident was Christmas. Yes, it is. Yeah, actually, the, she's the in the parade. Yeah. yeah. So for those of you who haven't seen this movie, uh, just the basic premise, and we'll go over the whole plot. Um, Gina Davis is a housewife who has amnesia. She's basically John, Jason Bourne, mm-hmm. uh, but a female, and she thinks she's just a school teacher. And then some bad guys come after her after seeing her in a Christmas parade, and we find out that she's an assassin for the government. It so was... she is... A much sexier, much more badass Jason Bourne. Well, there, that's, I, I mean, that's a, that term is relative. 
Let's. I mean, yes. Jason Bourne. It's pretty badass. Pretty badass, and you know, some would say You're pretty right. sexy. You're right. And let's say equally sexy. I'm not going to Equal, say he's not. Let's say equally sexy, equally badass. This is the female counterpart to Jason Bourne. Yes. If the two of them could team up in an Avengers style movie, I would not be mad. Yeah, Jason Bourne and You're history right. Jason of Bourne's violence. Awesome. Jason Bourne. Jason awesome. Bourne and history of violence. This mm-hmm. movie was sort of a fusion of the two. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Or, or let me say this: Jason Bourne, history of violence, and snakes on a plane. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Those are the, the, those are the three things, movies yes. that sort of fuse together to create. This. I saw this movie back on VHS. I don't think I saw it in theaters, but I remember thinking it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And specifically, I remembered um, Sam Jackson. Ne- spoiler alert: never dying. Like he's yeah. just <laughs> relentlessly getting fucked up in this movie and never dying. And I had a blast watching it then, and I had a lot of fun. Some of it doesn't age as well as I remember, but for the most part, this movie is still ridiculously fun it's fat for two hours it's a solid two hour running time but it moves i don't feel like it it really bogs down too much not at all it was um it was interesting i had never seen it i saw it for the first time this afternoon um and i don't know how i missed it like this is right up my alley this is a great like a super fun like very very like funny and self-aware movie yeah um, Shane Black's so good at that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, he very, has like, very a, like actiony mic drop. Like, there's a lot of those lines, like where everyone's holding guns at each other, and they yeah. all have like a witty quip. He's like a, um, he takes like the Tarantino stuff where they have witty stuff, but he makes it quick, and it's almost like Tarantino and David Mamet <laughs> combined <laughs> in a way, where it's like these quick little witty. Every character has a quirk to them, yeah, which is what makes me think of Tarantino. But don't get me wrong, Shane Black isn't ripping off those guys at all. But it's in that same universe of like quippy bad guys and good, where all the bad guys have fun little moments, and every character in this movie gets at least one good line. Gets one of those lines. That's why you do action movies, right? Yeah, to get those that's lines the point. and. Everyone like that's where I would say that this is more fun than some of the. Although I love the Bourne movies, don't, movies don't get me wrong, but the Bourne ish movies, like all these other super serious action films that came out around the Jason Bourne uh, franchise, um, sometimes it gets so serious that you need some levity. Yeah, you need some some stuff to shake it up. A I little. mean, he's th- there's probably like a sweet spot in between the two because yeah. Jason Bourne is like a very he's a very like silent assassin yeah. like he gets in fights and, and then I he walks the away movies, don't get me yeah. wrong. he walks away from the fights and doesn't have like a line to say to the corpse that's lying on yeah. the pavement um, and in this one like every single confrontation <laughs> it's a, it's a had like a round robin <laughs> of lines <laughs> yeah yeah it's um, pretty amazing. But it was it was great. It was great. And there's also like sort of two distinct films within the film like at almost the halfway mark I had a moment where I was like, we got to be drawing sort of close here. And that was the moment where she uh, sort of switched. Yeah, Yeah. bleached her hair and switched back into... Um, yeah. the the Baltimore persona, yeah, um, Charlie Baltimore, and it was it was literally exactly halfway through the film. Yep. So there are two pretty distinct films, um, and the the end of the end of the movie sort of bleeds back in, so it sort of brings it full circle. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, absurd. it was. There's some absurd shit, and we'll get in. Mm-hmm. I want to get right into it. So let's get into the three minute uh, plot in under three minutes. You ready in the booth, Anthony? We're going to try and do this. Okay. You ready Uh-oh. to do our countdown, Anthony? All right, perfect. Oh, he believes he's ready. So uh, I'm going to count down from three. We're going to get that clock started, and uh, I'll start us off, and we're going to try and do this in three minutes. Ready in the booth in three, two, 
one. So we start off with all these like really cool like photos and guns being loaded. You're like, what's going on? And then we have uh, Charlie, aka whatever her name is now, is a school teacher. <laughs> she has amnesia. She's giving you a whole backstory how she wound up. She was on a beach. She just had a suitcase. That's it. Uh, she marries this guy, or she's dating this guy. He has no questions about it. He's like being really accepting of everything. And then things start to creep back to her. She's in a Christmas parade waving, and this criminal in jail sees her and is like, "No, fuck you!" And somehow he gets out of jail. He gets out of and jail, he and he shows up to her house, and he starts <laughs> shooting up the house. Yeah, and she like leaps into action. She snaps the neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she kills. Oh, so fuck. Oh, the deer. Oh, deer. Yeah, she hit the deer and she kills the deer. And the 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 guy was trying to like grope her a little bit. Um. Anyway, anyway we'll get. There. Um, um, but so, uh, so the, the assassin comes and he shoots her, and then Samuel L. Jackson realizes Who, who's been hired. As he's a been hired by her. By her. So he shows up to her house to take her away and like sort of figure out uh, her history. Um, yeah. They they have like a postcard. That's yeah. what they're. And going then off they of. go. They end up. Uh, they get to like a train station or something at one point where they're. Uh, I forget how they get there, <laughs> but there's a. Uh, the they they call her like immediate <laughs> superior, and the yeah, yeah. the guy's like, "Yes, I'll meet you at the train station." That's but right. his yeah. phone has been tapped by the bad guys, mm-hmm. um, and so then they. They beat them there, and there's a shootout at the yeah. train station. What happens is, as soon as they show up there, uh, there's basically these guys just open fire in the middle of everywhere. Yeah. Which, by the way, we find out that this is all a covert government operation that's trying to cover up the fact that they're working with bad guys. Yet they let these bad guys show up in public, no masks on, and just open broad fire. daylight open fire so they open in fire, a train station. Huge gunfight, everything, and then they find out um, another guy uh, on her list. You think is her fiance, but it real you realize is a it's actually a code name. She it was, all these guys were targets that she had because she's a government assassin she's lost her memory like jason Bourne. she shows up he starts drowning her in a, in a wind in a wheel mill thing and she turns she remembers everything while she's almost drowning in this freezing water yeah shoots him shoots him in the leg they escape so then they get to the hotel yeah. and she's like i'm done with you samuel samuel L. jackson and then she goes out on the street and she's uh apprehend or she's about to be apprehended and then samuel L. jackson comes and he saves her life and yeah. he's like i'm here to save your life i was thinking of that line that's why i'm so late yeah um and then <laughs> so good <laughs> and then fuck okay. Okay. And then, oh, and then they then they go because they realize that there's um, that her kids are her kids in danger, so they go right. there and there's a shootout at her old house. Again, no cops ever show up. Uh, there's an amazing part where the shotgun blast blows a hole in the wall and she throws her daughter through it and perfectly into the into tree the treehouse. House. Yeah, and um, they escape there. They they save the daughter. They get the daughter. Um, no, the daughter and her they all get kidnapped and and they end up in a in a oh shit. Okay, I'll just finish it. They end up in a in a freezer and they're freezing in there. And then she takes she filled up a baby doll with gasoline and she lights the thing and it blows a hole in it. Sam Jackson you think is dead because he bl- uh, oh when that the, happens he the, blows up and flies through the truck side. Is a, the truck is a Huge. bomb and the truck is a bomb and they're the government to, is going to do a terrorist attack to yeah. get more money to fight terrorism. Yeah. And, and then, then they get on the bridge and there's a shootout and she flies up the things and the thing blows up and die screaming motherfucker boom and then they're with the fr- the family again on a sound of music type farm. Wow, there's a lot more in this than my brain could handle. Well, this is what I'm. This is what I was saying about there being two distinct movies, and it like affected the way I remembered the movie. Because yeah. like what you said about her throwing her daughter through the hole, that was initially that was what happened initially when the guy escaped from jail and he came and shot up the house with oh, like yeah, shit. the missile launcher. Yeah, <laughs> that, that he that had was earlier. You're that right. was like one of the first things that happened. Was it? Yeah. Holy shit, God! This okay. So I saw this. Really late on Monday night, and I'm sleep deprived with having a new daughter, so my brain may not always remember things as well as I would like. But let's let's just start from the beginning because there's so many yeah, absurd let's... things. I want to dig right into this because I know we got to get out of here with a show coming up next. But uh, we don't worry, don't worry. We still have like 35 minutes, everybody. So calm down. We're only going to use five of those minutes. Out, right? We're gonna. 
Let's, let, you know what? Let's just start off with the first sound clip, <laughs> clip number one, because this sets up kind of her whole memory thing. There's this big voiceover in the beginning. It sets up the whole world we're in. Can we play clip number one? You do what you have to do. Nice. <laughs> is, is that a permanent sound clip now? Uh, <laughs> no, that's, that's love, no one's bad. You can, that that's, you can play that clip however often you'd like. Eight years. <laughs> Except for my name, all traces are lost. I used to hire expensive detectives. Now I'm down to the cheap ones. Sam Jackson. Doesn't seem to matter. The woman I was, the one I used to be, she's gone. I've kissed her goodnight. Ah, see, you like? I like how they Ooh. subtly kissed her goodnight, and and then you're like, ooh. So the whole movie is a metaphor for the long kiss goodnight, mm. where she she let go of this persona for a long time, but now she's saying that. Uh, 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 now it's a quick kiss. Good morning. It's a lullaby. It's a quick. It's a. It's a, it's a she's awakening. Becomes, she's it, emerging from a slumber. Yeah, I think it becomes a quick kiss. Good morning. Uh, just a peck on the cheek, or a hello, good evening, tongue fest. A tongue fest. Oh, that got weird. Hashtag tongue <laughs> Hashtag fest. Tongue fest. Uh, there's some great bands playing a tongue fest this year. <laughs> so, I heard it's sold so, out already. There's so no way the, to get tickets. I just want to. I want to start on one thing that uh, that jumps around a little bit, but I want to cover this now before I forget later, which is that the husband is awfully. Cool and forgiving, just the most understanding like, dude that's ever existed. Like he does, he knows she's an amnesiac. Uh, uh, she's suffering from amnesia, and she's uh, he accepts her for what she is. There's a scene where um, she's she's cutting, and he's like, "You better hurry up with those carrots." And out of nowhere, she's like, "Like the first time ever in eight years, this has happened where yeah. she's ever cut carrots." And it's like, ah, "Look what I'm doing!" And, she, and it's this awesome, like fun '90s cheesy like rom com montage where they're like, "What do we cut now? Hey, hand me something to cut, yeah." A and then, and then she throws a tomato up and stabs it into the the wall, and then she goes and chefs do that, and he's just like, and you can tell he's weirded out, but he's like, kind of turned on to maybe that's it. He's like weirded out by this, but always also kind of like fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would kind of like to examine his backstory a little bit, just because, yeah. um, like if if I met someone, if I if I were unattached, if yeah. I were not married to yeah. my beautiful wife, who I love. Yeah, um, and you met somebody with a kid, and I met someone with a with kid. Amnesia. Well, she was pregnant. Yeah, at the, um, time, yep. at the time, and she was basically like, "I don't remember a thing." I'd be like, "Well, good luck to you." <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> like fascinating. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you go know this what? way. But they had a connection. I, I, I would love to. I want to <laughs> see the prequel to this movie where it's just a rom com of an amnesiac, uh, um, am, amnesia stricken. Uh, Gina Davis yeah. meeting this yeah. guy and they're like da, 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 da. we met and then at the end this big reveal but so what happens then I just want to keep going with them yes because when the uh, <laughs> when the bad guy with the one eye breaks in and sh- like we said shoots first he has a shotgun and he's holding these Christmas carolers hostage and yeah. making them sing so that she comes to the door instead of just kicking down the door <laughs> it's like they're the least they're the, they're the most conspicuous villains ever where it's like the whole premise of this is that the the CIA is trying to cover up the fact that they're hiring villains to fight because they had budget cuts. Right. And we find this out in, like, the third act. But there's budget cuts, so they needed to hire old targets to help them out. Yes. And they're going to stage this terrorist attack to get more money. Right. Which, weirdly, isn't that far outside of yeah. potentially reality. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about how... Um, <laughs> how <I'm, laughs> How uh, they a, saw the future a little bit in a, a lot yeah. of like the specifics that they said. Not to mention, like I didn't bring this up earlier, but they literally burned the bridge between America and Canada <laughs> in this movie. 
They literally <laughs> they did. did that. They did. And now it's happening metaphorically. Yeah. So it's funny how, like, so this guy, with, I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but I want to focus on the 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 husband, husband-ish or boyfriend figure. Because yeah. uh, this guy shows up one eye, find out he got, he got it stabbed out. When he was trying to drug Charlie and kill her because mm-hmm. they wanted she they wanted her out they were going to murder her and then she got shot in the head and it grazed her or something and she fell into the ocean and wound up on a beach <laughs> and nobody ever was like that looks like a bullet graze wound like that never came up it was just like wow you must have hit your head on a rock well, not you, a bullet you, in the water yeah <laughs> you go for a swim and later she had night? blonde hair I think in that yeah. so then she just turned it back to like her reddish hair yeah anyways there's a lot of weird things that happen in the in the flashbacks but i don't get me wrong i love this movie and um he comes in full shotgun blasting everything he shoots through a hole he has a rocket launcher yeah yeah here's here was one question i had right well a where are the cops um so three questions a where are the cops b if they want to get more money for to fight terrorism and they've hired the bad guys over the course of this movie, the bad guys do, like like you said, several public displays of terror. Like, why isn't that good enough to get the funding? Do you know what I mean? Like, we don't need to then blow up Niagara Falls. Like, we've opened fire in a train station. We've yeah. opened fire in a residential area. Twice. Just, like, a bunch of things where they might be like, you know what? There are some bad guys out there. Here's some money. Um, it's ridiculous. The third thing, his rocket launcher blows a hole through the house. Yep. Ten seconds later, she uses the refrigerator door to block a bullet. Yeah, yeah. Like what? I think it was a bullet though, not a rocket. I think because you have to reload the rocket in the. It's he a, was doing the same. It's like, like a grenade launcher. Yeah, but I love that because he's just like because it's such a surprise too. You don't know what's coming. He's shooting a shotgun and then it's like and it hits the wall and then an amazing moment before she's fully realized right. her Charliness. Right. She's still just Miss Ms. Kane. She picks up her daughter and flings her out, and perfectly the steps happen to line up exact. That hole lines up exactly with the door in the treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> in a perfect world, it would have been amazing if her daughter like hit it and then like was like hanging on like. <laughs> ah! And then the rest of the scene, she's trying to finish killing this bad guy, and then has to go catch her daughter in like a spoof of this that movie. I can imagine awesome. that. Yeah, it's or, almost or a like spoof. Th- the door to the treehouse was actually on another wall. And it, they like she had to like fling her, and she like pancaked onto one wall, and then yeah. had to like inch yeah. around inch to her. get to the door. So then she she the shotgun blast hits the the kitchen. She hits him in the head. Uh, this whole thing builds up to all she has to do to take him out is crack him over the head with a glass uh, pie with pan. a pie. Yeah, and then it, he's bleeding everywhere. She does this awesome like super punch to the back of his head, and then cracks his neck. And then the husband's looking at her. And can we play sound clip number three? This actually is perfect. It led into sound clip number three. Chefs do that. <laughs> Before she said it like a, chefs do that when she did the, the, and this is like 15 minutes later and there's already a callback joke and it's so awesome because the husband just kind of like, or the boyfriend's kind of like, uh. and then my favorite thing is, I'm skipping all the way to the end because I want to cover the husband or boyfriend, whatever he is. At the very end, he's just like hanging out with her after all this crazy shit's happened. Yeah. They're on a farm. No questions asked. Well, to be fair, when she left to go chase down her identity, he did say to her, it doesn't matter what you find. I'm not afraid. Which, again, like, props to him. Props to A. Because I would have been like, no thanks. You know what, though? I think that that's kind of subverting what they usually do with female characters in these movies. Yeah. Because if you think about it, most action movies until recent... I mean, you know, there's been, like, the Underworlds and the Resident Evils of of the world where there's a female Mm -hmm. hero. But, uh... Most action movies, if there is a girlfriend character, 
they're usually the damsel in distress. They're a side character. They're just there to kind of give some sort of emotional grounding to the hero and yeah. something for him to fight for. Uh, and usually they come, the hero comes back after all the crazy shits happened and it's like, all right, we're not going to talk about it. And just everything's just yeah. forgotten. And, and she's like, happy. don't worry. The home is okay. Yeah. I've kept it pristine <laughs> exactly. for you. So that's what he is. <laughs> yeah. So it's he's, exactly right. He's the guy. Susie homemaker is what he is, which is great. And I think that's awesome that they did this kind of subversion of, of stereotypes. And it's really interesting also because they did that, but at the same time, like so much of her, like the interaction with her, was men telling her how sh- how pretty she was. Yeah. Like, that was a lot of it. Yeah. And but, there was also, like, a moment towards the, like, three-quarter mark where I forget who it was, but someone was, like, someone literally was, like, you are very pretty yeah. as, as, like, a calming mechanism for well, her. But what was interesting is they, they had that cool little moment. I didn't get the sound clip for it because it's a long dialogue between her and Sam Jackson where he, like, they're driving and she he turns out the window and is, like, damn, and checks yeah. out a, a yeah. jogger with huge boobs running. And she's like, oh, yeah, tits are neat. And, like, it was cool because in that moment she calls out, like, the the kind of lizard brain male where it's, like, really? And he almost swerves off the road just because right. he's looking at a jogger. And uh, I feel like men sometimes treat uh, boobs like Pokemon where they got to see them all, where they're just like, hmm. ah, ah. You know, it's like just because, just because it's like, well, saw those. Check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen guys at, like, the gym and things like that. That will position themselves differently at a mirror to get, like, views. And you're just like, you are staring, bro. I can see you. There's also, like, there's an element of, like, display. Not that I've I've never checked out a woman ever. But, like, it's not necessary every single human that you come into contact with. But there's, like, an element of, like, showmanship and display where, like, you have to let other people know that you were checking it out. (laughs) Where, like, because, like, he could have easily just been driving and, like seen it and like said to himself fuck yeah but i think that's but a, he yeah, was yeah. like Woo! <laughs> yeah. Woo! and like it's just so fu- I, I think that seems a really funny deconstruction of of kind of like uh the the male and female stereotypes and yeah how she calls him out for it yeah but so now um i want to get into go back a little bit in time to when sam jackson's intro because it's awesome yeah <laughs> he's a vice he's pretending to be a, a vice cop and he's pretending to bust this guy for being with a prostitute, played by Melina Kanakaritis. Shout out! She went to Firestone High School, where I went to school. Oh, shit. What's up? The Black Keys, Melina Kanakaritis, and LeBron James. He didn't go to my high school, but like 20 minutes away from me. And, and this guy. Frederick Douglass. And Frederick Douglass, guys. Who's getting more and more attention. He's been doing a lot of great work. <laughs> Frederick Douglass has been doing great work. So, <laughs> so anyway... Sam Jackson's introduced, and uh, he's busting this guy for sleeping with a prostitute. And he's like, well, I guess we can figure out something. And it, we find out that he's running a scam with her where she pretends to be a prostitute. He pretends to be a vice cop, and then they get money from these guys. And he's the PI that uh, Gina Davis has hired to find. He's the cheap one she's yeah. hired. Mm-hmm. But his intro is fantastic. Can we play clip number two? See, you're assuming I won't shoot your sorry ass. And everyone knows when you make an assumption, you make an ass out of you. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> So good. Tell me that couldn't be from a Tarantino movie, though. Yeah. Like I that. mean, <laughs> that might have been just pulled from Samuel L. Jackson's life. You make an ass out of you. Uh, you make an ass out of you and umption. And umption. <laughs> it's so good. It's perfect. It doesn't make any sense, but I love it so much. And that's kind of the snappy, fun quirky Shane Black world you live in, you know? Yeah, and just like slightly um, changing 
your expectation or like perspective on things. Yeah. Cause like yeah. ass out of you and me is the saying, right. But yeah. like, it just, just like it takes you off. Yeah. Slight off balance. And that's um, why it's fun. And it's, yeah. It's fun. It's the same thing with like a David Mamet movie. Like in, I, I'll never forget in, uh, in, uh, a movie with Gene Hackman where he it's like hostage. Enemy of the state. Something. Anyways, the, the line is he's so cool when he goes to sleep, sheep count him. And I was like, that's such a weird line, but I love that. <laughs> uh, it was Ricky Jay that says that. Anyways, um, hmm. so... We, we let's just skip ahead because the the intro is kind of it's a little bit of a slow build. Um, not really. It's like fifteen minutes. But she's in a Christmas parade too, by the way. So this woman who has amnesia is full on display on a TV, and it just happens to be playing at the prison where the one eyed guy that she stabbed I, in the eye is I watching. A little bit of a hard time with this. I don't. I don't need. <laughs> How did he like, get out of prison? I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in a maximum security he's correctional in, facility, and he's in solitary. Like, Unless okay, maybe he then made a call to his handler. That comedian lead villain guy and was like, "Hey, she's alive," and they're like, "All right, get him out of jail." Which, in that case, why didn't they why get didn't him out they, of jail before? Why didn't, they, why didn't they get him out of jail before? Or if they couldn't, why didn't they just handle it? Because then they just ended up trying to handle it anyway. Yeah. But like, he was there solo in like the most spacious cell that's ever existed. <laughs> like they forgot to get extras that day for, for yeah, prison. Yeah, they extras. were like, "All right, we need a cell packed full of fifteen people. Perfect. We have the location. Did you get the people? Fuck no! Uh, damn it, All I right, just the, the one guy then. Just the one guy. And he's watching TV because he has access to a TV. I guess <laughs> in um, a cage though. The TV's in a cage. And the and the TV is broadcasting a local Christmas parade. <laughs> From another state, I think. What? From another... It seems like another state, unless they just happen to be in the same state. Yeah. There's so many questions. So, I like like I said, I don't need everything to be airtight, no. but that particular thing <laughs> is, like, as flimsy as can be. It was be. ridiculous. Yeah. So then, after the mayhem of the shootout and everything, mm-hmm. Sam Jackson happens to show up right after the, the shootout. Yeah. Because they found a lead on one of her old employees, or, or no... They, her old landlord, and they found a whole box full of all of yeah the her place stuff. the place she was staying when she went yeah. missing. Um, they, her, that landlord had all her stuff because she never came back, and they really liked it. And then when they call, uh, and when they call to her old boss, we don't know it's her boss at the time. We just think it's a friend or something. It's a contact she had. It's Brian Cox, and Brian Cox is <laughs> introed with an amazing quirky intro. Can we play clip number four, please? Well, what's wrong with the dog? It's simple. He's been licking his asshole for the last three straight hours. I submit to you that there is nothing there worth more than an hour's attention. And I should think that whatever he is attempting to dislodge is either gone for good or there to stay. (laughs) (laughs) So he's sitting there with his mom, presumably, at the dinner table. Uh And she has a dog that's just going to town on its butt. And he says that his appetite and the dog's asshole are not mutually exclusive and then he says that line and what a hilarious intro it's either gone for good or there to stay which is <laughs> so true good. which is true which i have the same thing when my dog when i'm trying to watch tv and he just goes to town on his non-existent balls like he, he's, been, <laughs> he's been fixed he, he loves like licking the phantom balls and i'm like come on come on it's disgusting it's well, disgusting. Well, he's a dog. You know, he's a dog. I my dogs do Those the same thing. Those balls are gone for good. Yeah, my dogs do the same thing. We have two, and they will like simultaneously start licking, and it's like, it's like surround sound licking. It's like it's the grossest <laughs> sound in the world, and it's I awful. would never let it go for three hours. No. That's no, it's it's it's, it's too like, much. That's it, like a torture chamber. It is a torture at that chamber. point. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to bring up something where she she's rifling through her suitcase. Yeah, when they're. Uh, when they're figuring out things and she in the hotel mm-hmm. and she finds 
in like a little zipper, like the the fake compartment. She opens it up for the first time in eight years yeah. and finds a <laughs> rifle to assemble. Yeah, she was never like this empty luggage weighs twenty five pounds. That's interesting. <laughs> Unless it was Sam Jackson's, but they never set up that it was his luggage. And it seems like, why would he have such an expensive rifle? Because then she assembles it like it was hers. And why would he have given his rifle to her and to put her stuff in? Had they never gone on a family trip where she took that suitcase and TSA was like, whoa! Right, whoa, yeah, yeah. Can you open your suitcase, please? We need to check this. No, it was things were a little more lax <laughs> yeah, back then. It was, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's how it was. And then they go to the, uh, so then they go to the, st- no, oh, wait, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. no, 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 but this just like immediately following this when he's like, I'm taking you home. This is, uh, I can't deal with this yeah. anymore. I don't want to go back to jail. Um, and they start driving and then they like appeal to one another's sensibilities and he decides not to take her home. He decides yep. instead to go to yep. the train station yep. where they're going to meet Brian Cox. They left the hotel on a whim in the middle of the night. They arrive at the train station. He says 10 minutes early. So what was their plan? <laughs> To get there on time, like I don't know. he was like, if she hadn't shot me, we would have left in ten minutes anyway. <laughs> I don't know. They, there's a how lot far of, away was this train station? It's, it was I, a day I, away. At least, at least a few hours. I thought that was funny. Maybe they I, like started driving and then they were like, all right, well, we're not going to go home. We might as well just find another. I always motel. love when they play fast and loose with that. With with like when when somebody will be running and they show the sunrise and they run out on a beach and then suddenly it's like broad daylight and you're like, whoa, yeah. that's not how fast sunrise. Yeah, but whatever. Or it's like fine. or something similar where the, where people are like having a conversation like they they find a body and they're having a conversation and then like they get to the first like they cut to get to the first witness's house and they're knocking on the door yeah. and they've con- continued the conversation that had <laughs> yeah. just ended yeah. it's like were you guys just in silence for half an hour it's like why did you just start this conversation yeah. again or whenever they're introing some like all right i'm gonna take you on a walk through the station and then the monologue continues through like clearly seven different rooms yeah. where it's like i have to pause for dramatic effect yeah until we get in the next room Th- that kind so, of stuff when so. they enter the uh the train station samuel jackson sets up that's what i did in the beginning that did he sings so he remembers things it's mm-hmm. another quirk and uh, he's singing how, to remember where he put his gun and his keys as they go into the train station. Can we play clip number five, please? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Gun in the right-hand side. Makes a bulge. People can see. You want me to stick it in my pants and shoot my damn dick off? Now you're a sharpshooter? <laughs> <laughs> so many good things in there. Because the funniest thing to me is that I've always thought that whenever you see like people in movies that have a gun in their waistband... That, yeah. that is that is playing with fire. Yeah, that is, literally, like that's, quite literally. Yeah, I. It takes all it takes is one wrong move, shoot your damn dick off, and then the sharpshooter line is such a great or like such a great button. Not even like sure that's the worst case scenario, shooting your dick off, but mm-hmm. like how uncomfortable is it to have a piece of metal sticking down your pants? Yeah. Like, that's not great. No, it's It'd not. press on my bladder. I would have to pee all, all the time. Yeah, I know you. You all have a hummingbird bladder. Yeah, sure do. Even I, without a gun down my I'm pants. I'm trying to think of how to do any improv riffs off these. They're very long They're quotes <laughs> so far. Uh, so sorry if there's not as many this time around, guys. Um, they go to the train station. Bad guys show up. He, he, he talks to her, the main bad guy, which I don't remember because he's kind of forgettable. Um, but he shows up and he's like... I call him Stubble. Stubble. I like Stubble. <laughs> he shows up, he realizes she can't remember. And so their next logical step is, well, we might as well... She can't remember anything, so let's 
shoot her in broad daylight right in front of hundreds of witnesses. let's not be covert about it and um you know later on when uh chapter the black bag operation with cia is being praised by the government and he this guy's given a medal i'm sure there'll be no witnesses that can remember stubble yeah. was there <laughs> so but so they start shoot, there's a shootout in there they're running up a hallway and he's like oh, i got three bullets left i'm almost out they, they make a plan. Can we play clip number six? Because what happens is in this is a grenade gets dropped next to him, and this is what happens. Just point and spray, okay? Ready? And... Fuck it! Run for your life! <laughs> Fuck it! Run for your life! And then they run out the hallway, the grenade blows up, and causes the biggest fire burst I've ever seen. Yeah. From Because grenades... They blow up and like anything within like a six foot radius. Yeah, I'm not an expert, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty contained. Yeah. Like, yeah, those those specific. Unless it was like a super like fancy grenade from the government, but it looked like a standard. Well, grenade. but but like it stayed contained to the floor it was on. Like it shot horizontally. <laughs> so the fire yeah, was chasing them down the they're hallway. Running as this fire chases them down <laughs> yeah. the hallway, she gets the idea to shoot through the glass. Shoot the glass. Uh, die hard. Yeah. And uh, they slam through the glass. They're jumping out the window. And then she shoots the ice below. And they get they fall into hypothermia-inducing water mm-hmm. and then run off from there. And, again, it's one of those situations where it's like, what? it's that easy to just escape after yeah. that? Like, you're probably moving a little slow you're after getting You're probably pretty in. cold. Like, is, uh, you, yeah. Have you ever tried to... I, have you ever tried to write when you come in from the cold? Impossible. Like, or like, I've tried to like text on my phone after just California cold. So we're talking like low 40s. Yeah. And you're like, Ugh. do anything at all with your hands. It's impossible. Let alone drive. Tried to like open, open the car, open your yeah. door. Nothing. Not you gonna can't. happen. So so a couple of things with yeah. with this. Actually, the main thing that I really enjoyed about the shootout in the train station is there are a couple of shots fired. Everyone in the train station realizes shots are fired. They freak out. Gina Davis starts running away, uh-huh. and they're firing at her. And the reason they miss is because their bullets catch a tower of bags being dollied. So, so there's a dude who's like, I understand there's a shootout. <laughs> but there's these bags need the- to get to the fucking train because this is my goddamn job. That's right. And I'm committed it was, to this. It was at least a few gunshots in yeah. where this dude was still like... And there's, like, people getting mowed down yeah, in this, people, too. Like, people, just, like, just go ahead and abandon those bags. You're probably okay. <laughs> at least for the moment, you can come no back to it. No one's worried about their luggage right now. No one's going to steal anything from those bags. And if they do, I mean, that's the least of your worries you know, right now. Save yourself. But, no, he's so committed to the job. He's like, I, I, <laughs> was, I was asked to take these bags somewhere, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so they get out. Oh, that's what happens. They get out, and then Brian Cox shows up, and is like, "Get in!" And then he's like, "Are you this person?" He goes, "No, I'm the something's Baker's. I forget." He says some little quippy thing, mm-hmm. and then Gina Davis is freaking out in the back seat, and she's like, "I this can't be true. I don't understand." And and Brian Cox is a little tough love with her. Can we play uh, clip number seven, please? Samantha Kane never existed. You wrote the bloody thing. No, it's not a fantasy. I'm in the goddamn PTA. Then quit. You're an assassin working for the United States government. <laughs> That's pretty intense. <laughs> it sure is. I'm, a, I'm in the PTA. Then quit. <laughs> I like that. You're an assassin working for the United States government. I, That's... I would like to submit the two are not mutually exclusive. No. Uh, the difference between PTA and government assassin and 
an appetite and a dog licking its ass. Yeah. Or that these two things yeah. can be mutually exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah. You can be both. You can be both. You get, dare to dream. Dare to dream. You know guys. what I mean? Dare to dream. I'm trying to think. Of, uh, still, these are all so like specific sound clips. <laughs> it's very hard to be like, hey guys, so this one time when I was in the PTA and like this. Oh, where you happened, man? I don't know. Hey. So, Were you also an assassin? Apologies. Plus, we only have. Uh, what time do we have to officially be out of here, Anthony? Can you type it up there for me or tell me either way? Uh, 7.10? Oh, 10, 10, 10. 10. We have three hours and 20 rock minutes still. shit out of this three hour time block. All We're right. Up. Well, so then, so then they're not really trusting Brian Cox. They don't know if he's legit or not, and they club him over the head with a crowbar. Oh, I got to do that. Oh, well, you know what? Before we get to that, we might as well. We might as well yeah. do a quick break from our sponsor. This is a quick word from our sponsor. We're sponsored uh, by Blue Apron, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't tried Blue Apron, it is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. And it basically makes home cooking accessible to everybody, including people like me. I am terrible when it comes to cooking because I go to the grocery store and I forget ingredients. I get just the main thing and I don't know what else to get. This gives you the exact portions to your door and it doesn't waste any food. It's very environmentally friendly. Let me let me just say yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very impressive that you go to the grocery store with a list of ingredients because I, I, I just go and get like refrigerated pasta yeah. or yeah. like canned exactly. soup microwave like stuff. yeah, yeah. The, the last time i bought a vegetable yeah. at the grocery store was like oh, see, 2008 i have a kid now but so here's oh, the thing there, so there, there you go every but also everything is responsibly farmed uh the seafood is sourced sustainably so it's all very em- environmentally conscious which is really cool to me you're not getting a lot of gmos you're not getting any kind of additives that you don't need and uh, it's delivered to 99% of the continental U.S. and 95% of food deserts. I don't know what that means, but there's deserts where foods don't exist. So um, they ship, the, like I said, the exact amount of ingredients that you need. And it's, uh, you know, I have found that cooking with my wife, it's a fun little date night, too. And I'm not BSing you guys. Uh, it's a fun date night. It's cheaper than going out to eat. You don't spend 50 or 60 bucks. It's under $10 a person for these meals. It's great. They have cashew chicken stir fry, which is awesome. The roasted pork with apple, walnut, and farro salad. Come on, man. They're all like... Farro salad? Have you ever had it? It's fantastic. All the recipes are delicious. I I legitimately have a Blue Apron box at my house right now. um, And I made cumin-coated pork today with with fennel and farro and a fig sauce. Get out of here with Those that. are three ingredients I've never once in my life purchased. It was so delicious and so good. Get out of here. Yep. They have a guarantee that promises every ingredient in, in your delivery arrives ready to cook and they'll or they'll make it right. Uh, you get each meal is 40 minutes or less, which is huge, huge for me. I hate sitting and waiting to cook stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free. First three meals free, free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash guilty. You'll love how good it feels to taste all these good ingredients. You can cook it with your wife, your girlfriend, your friends, whatever. Blueapron.com slash guilty. Blue Apron, a better way to cook, ladies and gentlemen. Even if you live in a food desert. Yes, even if you live in a food desert. Look at that. Yes. Boom. I did it live read so well. It didn't go anywhere. Yes. No, Blue Apron's awesome. I'm, I, that's no joke. I, I uh, You know, sometimes... You have to say stuff that you don't believe in, but I actually think that this is something that's really cool. Blue Apron is really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. And like I said, we use it. We have it right now. It's great. So there it's you go. It's great, and it makes my life easier with a 12-week-old. So if, you, if you're a new dad, it makes your life easier. Anyways, back to the show. Now that we've done our sponsor break, where were we? Um, oh, so he gets uh, Brian Cox gets clubbed over the head with a crowbar. Yeah. And gets up pretty unfazed. Well, he's pretty much like, huh. Ah, that was annoying. That's kind of his reaction. Like, no. 
So we've learned we've learned crowbar yep. um, can inflict small damage. Pie in the face. Can, it was a glass can debilitate you. Glass pan. I choose to believe it was the pie that did the damage. Yeah, I liked it. Cream pie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a Three Stooges sketch that went horribly wrong. Yeah. So then they go to uh, David Morse's house. Is that the yes, dude's name? Yeah, he's Morse. great. He's a, he's a mm-hmm. great actor. He they she thinks he might be her fiance. Yeah. Because it was a and she we found think a postcard. Because so. he so seems like he's kind of a nice sweet. guy. Super yeah. sweet. Gave her a big hug. And then Brian Cox shows up, put a, puts a gun to Sam Jackson's head. And he's like, how'd you find it? And he's like, well, in the jacket that you put over my head and then clubbed me with a crowbar with, you had a notepad that that had these things. And that's what the address was on. Can you play clip number eight, please? I found the address in your coat. Here, between the address of a topless bar and the picture of what looks like a man's penis. That's a duck, not a dick. <laughs> <laughs> What <laughs> looks like a man's penis? It does. It the, does. The duck has stubble. To be fair, it looks a lot more like a penis than it looks it like does. a duck. It does. And your and question would be, yeah, why were you drawing a duck? What, maybe he just. Maybe it was like he's taking a beginning artist class, and like their first sketch is like try and draw a, draw a lifelike duck. So this is like this is like character work like on Samuel L. Jackson's hobbies. He's like, yeah, I like my passion. How is did that joke come up? But. What I what I really want to focus on in my downtime is drawing ducks. I just don't know where this joke came from. I feel like Sam Jackson or the art department had just drawn that as a joke, and then it seems like it had to have come up with uh, in the moment. Like it doesn't seem like it, something that could have been scripted. It doesn't really because yeah. it's such a random it awesome fit, detail. Really, but it is great. It's so funny. That's a duck, not a dick. You know. Uh, I, I wish it. I wish it had been like uh, like that's that's a parrot. Not like something that wasn't a, a, a alliterative at all. That's like a that parrot, really, not a penis. Like, that like didn't make sense at all. <laughs> like that's a toucan. That's a t- <laughs> something real specific. A toucan, not a taint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, then Sam Jack. So then they all get they get you. You can't transition from that's a toucan, not a taint, <laughs> yes, in any effective way. Yes, so we're just gonna we're just gonna just, we're just put gonna the gears in. Take and go, one giant step for mankind. At least we didn't say it during the live read. Yep. Uh, so. Um, they get kidnapped. She gets tied up to what do you call those things? The, uh, wind, not a windmill, but like a water mill thing. Water, yeah. water turbine. I don't know. Whatever. I, I have no idea what its official name is. She's in her like a slip somehow. Yeah. She, like they just found a nice like old like 1940s slip to wear uh-huh. under a dress for her to be in. Well, they um, wanted her to be more comfortable. Under, while yeah, she was being I don't tortured. know. Maybe she was, and she's being turned in there and. Like water torture and freezing water, and that's when she, her Charlie starts on un, un, unlocking in her mind, uh, feasibly from her brain cells dying or something. I don't know. And we found out Brian Cox is just dead. He's there. He died off camera, and he's now in the water. Well, they didn't even torture him; they just drowned no, him. And then for some reason, in every time they get Sam Jackson, they don't kill him. They just in this <laughs> instance they beat him up and put him naked in a basement, which was weird. It's like what were you? What? Well, why did you do that? They, <laughs> it's it's so funny because like almost every one of the characters we spend two minutes with in this movie, I desperately want to see a movie about those characters. Like someone <laughs> tied Samuel L. Jackson up naked in a basement, and like why did like what I would love thing? to know. They were just like that is one chiseled man. I would yeah. love to see you naked in my basement, but I don't trust you. <laughs> Don't get it. I'm gonna have to tie don't you up. Get it. Yeah. So she's she's drowning. She's kind of like uh, we don't know what's 
she we don't know how she's going to get free, but she see, she remembers the gun in uh, the crotch of uh, Brian Cox's character. Yeah, because he mentions that earlier how he, he always carries, carries three. three guns. He carries three. She jimmies her hand free, pulls it up, and in slow motion, she comes up screaming, just blasts away at David Morse, and then she frees herself. Um, presumably, finds her clothes somewhere in the the. Watershed thing she spends. She spends a lot of time today in the water. Yeah, lots, lots. And I'm really worried about her health. Like, yeah. Hypothermia is is a terrible thing. It's winter time. So she then uh, we see in a really cool shot where Sam Jackson's naked on the ground and looks up. We see her come in and we hear shadows and we hear her shooting everybody. And then she opens up the door and he's free again. And then they go to a hotel where she bleaches her hair blonde. Mm-hmm. She's full on Charlie now. And she tries to start seducing Sam Jackson, and you're like, oh, man, are they going to fuck? Because, like, he has a wife and kid, even though they're separated, because, mm-hmm. by the way, he went to jail for petty theft, which we completely glossed over. Yeah, but that's just it's not important. It's one of those things where they did it just to ground him in something. Right. Um, can we play clip number nine? Because this is what he says to tell her, no, you can't have no sweetheart. I ain't handsome. I ain't rich. And the last time I got blown, candy bars cost a nickel. What point did candy bars cost a nickel? Because that's a long time to not get blown. It's either a long time ago or it's the day after Valentine's Day yeah. when all the candy goes on, on sale. sale. That that might be what it is. I so think you're maybe right. he was just he remembered the specific day <laughs> and he was like, you know, I've I've gone through some dry spells. Have you in my life? Yeah, yeah. and um, and I used to, I took up a hobby. Uh, Drawing ducks? No, I took up a hobby, uh, glass blowing. Oh. for a while mm-hmm. and. Um, <laughs> trying to dye this in and uh you know I, I did a hobby with glass blowing and then i had a dry spell from glass blowing and oh, those um, are the worst and my wife and i we we decided to do like a like a what is it a pottery uh, the the paint night thing yeah mm-hmm. and it, they were like do you want to have a pre-made glass thing or do you want to blow your own and i looked at the teacher and i was just like can we play it real sweetheart I ain't handsome. Not. I ain't rich. Mm-mm. Nope. The last time I got blown, candy bars cost a nickel. Because yeah. it had been a while since yeah. I'd blown some glass. Yeah, <laughs> that was it such sure a reach. Been. No, it wasn't. You I'm glad that the it. one improv I've you done was so solid. Well, do you know what's crazy? I was, uh, like, it was <laughs> yeah. it was this past summer. Uh-huh. It was, like, super, super hot day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was waiting in the DMV. Oh. Which is. Well, you got to get AAA. Then oh, you don't have to do I know that. I should, but uh, I like torturing myself, yeah. I guess. But get I was it. sitting in the DMV and it was so hot. There's no air conditioning. There was just one single oscillating fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone had. It was right next to the security guard. So I, saw, I watched someone go up to the security guard, give him $20, and they just sat in front of the fan and got all the air. Yeah. And I went up to them and I was like, excuse me, do you mind if I just get a little bit of air blown on me? And they were like, no, I paid for this. And I was like, You're real sweetheart. I ain't handsome. I ain't rich. And the last time I got blown, candy bars cost a nickel. <laughs> Just to try and appeal to their sensibilities. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, let's keep going because we got about 10 minutes left. And uh, we got a lot to cover, so holy shit. Okay, so she goes back to her. She realizes Charlie's kind of like, fuck it, I don't care about my daughter. I don't care about anything anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to get out of here. I got money in a... In a Safe deposit box, or in a, in a, like a, somewhere, who cares? Uh, she has to go get the key that's on her daughter's charm bracelet. Uh, she goes back there to get it. She immediately is followed because they tapped the phone or something, I can't remember. And, and she's followed by the bad guys, and they end up, uh, on the ice where she, her daughter gets kidnapped, right? 
Yes. Yes. And they end up, the bad guys, the car ends well, up these, on the... So these are happening simultaneously. Yes. She is breaking into her house to well, the get, the, to get yeah. the key. And the daughter is in the, uh, the, the play. Yeah, the play. The nativity play. And, she gets, and she's getting... She gets gassed. Yeah, she's getting gassed. Yeah. Um, and then the guy threatens... He threatens the other mother. She sees with him. With a knife. He threatens her with a knife, and he goes, you're about to have 2.4 kids. And I'm like, what? What, is, what does that mean? How did you do the math on that? <laughs> what does that mean? What, are, are you referring to a, a family pet as .4 kids? I don't get it. So they kidnap the daughter, and she puts on ice skates and is ice skating along the frozen lake, and she... While ice skating, blasts these three dudes in a car, yeah. kills them. Yep. The daughter gets taken away. Let's fast forward because we only have a few minutes left. Man, let's fast forward. To, she gets uh, anyway. She gets to this um, this this so, weird hotel lodge in the middle of nowhere. Right. So at this point, um, she's grappling with because they call her on the way. Yeah. She's grappling with. Do I? Because she has decided I'm going to abandon my life, my eight years with this man and my daughter, and I'm going to go back to being yep. an agent for the government, mm-hmm. which is wh- who I am and what I want. She's grappling between that and being the family woman yep. that um, she's grown accustomed to being. And these two different personalities are sort of at odds at this yep. point. And they get to this – long story short, they get to this lodge in the middle of nowhere where they're planning this attack oh, in Ni- around Niagara Falls. Yep. They're going to blow up this truck. And make it blame it on a, a dead Muslim that they have. <laughs> Ooh, racist. Anyways, they have this uh, dead, frozen uh, Muslim random dude that they're yep. just going to crash his car somewhere else. So they pin it on him so they can get more funding for the CIA. Um, she's trapped in a freezer again, like a Bond villain. They just tur- put her in a freezer with her daughter and turn it to like a negative forty. They turn the freezer to <laughs> negative forty. It's just like would kill him really what quick. What needs to be frozen yeah. at negative forty <laughs> degrees? Yeah, exactly. One freezer. So she starts hammering away with like a crowbar. And gets this little area. She takes her daughter's uh, retainer out, puts it there. She's filled up while they were in this other area getting shot at with gasoline. She's filled up her daughter's doll with gasoline and Mm -hmm. makes it pee out gas, lights it. It blows up the gas all around that just happened to be out. And it blows up the building, launches Sam Jackson out of the window through the sign of the motel, hits a tree, and he gets up and he dusts himself off. And can we play clip number 10? That's it. And he's fine. We got to keep moving a little bit because then they show the Christmas parade. The bad guys are in the truck. The, she tells her they're, he's going out there to try and save the girl. He gets shot a bunch of times. You think he's dead. She's trying to snipe guys. Her daughter hides. She's like, go hide, honey. She hides in the worst goes, possible well, place. This is my favorite part. She goes, go hide. And then the daughter runs. And immediately she's like, Caitlin, yeah. Caitlin, it's and like why did you go tell her to hide? And you're gonna hides really worry about in it. the the toolbox of the truck that's going to explode. Yeah. So they go driving off. There's shootouts, cars, everything. Blah 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 bam bam. And then she ends up. Uh, they end up. She gets the truck from the dude. She's driving it. Gina Davis, and she's gonna smash it through a wall. Which I don't know how that's not gonna hurt her daughter in a toolbox. And as she smashes it through the wall, right before that, can we play clip number twelve? Suck my dick, every one of you bastards. Boom! Meanwhile, the bad guys are in hot pursuit, and the bad guy has one of my favorite one-liners. Can we play clip number 11? Sir, she's got the truck. She's headed out of town. I'm hurt real bad. I think I'm dying. Continue dying. Now. 
continue dying out. So, I like how he punctuates it out. Like he's done yeah. with the conversation. So she's trying to say, so I know we have like two minutes, not yeah. even. So she's trying to, she's, there's so much in the end of this movie. I wish we had more time. She's trying to free her daughter from the truck after it's crashed on the bridge. The helicopter comes with the bad guy. She shoots the one dude. He shoots his, he had a flare gun for some reason. Yep. And it fires off, catches him on fire. He gets tangled up in some Christmas lights. Uh, Sam Jackson is alive again, shoots out of the, the car and gets and gets there and parks. He's like, ah, Charlie! And he's like yelling for her to, to come with him. Uh, the bad guy swoops around again. She cuts the cord of Christmas lights and somehow it launches her because the guy is attached to the other yeah. the bl- flaming body. Pulley system. Yeah, pulley system. But I don't think that would work that way. <laughs> the Christmas lights would pull her up. One of the simple machines that Rube Goldberg used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. she gets pulled up and she just unloads on the bad guy with her machine gun screaming. Can we play clip number 14? Which he does. Die. He does. Well, he's not dead yet, because nobody dies right away in this movie. You he's, need to be exploded to die off, right away. First off, he already falls into, like, uh, a chute that leads him to the Niagara Falls. Yep. He climbs out of that, ends up in the helicopter, gets shot a whole bunch of times with a machine gun, lands on top of this this um, this truck that's going to f- blow up the semi. Sam Jackson drives them out as it's counting down. Everyone's like, get back, get back. It's the biggest bridge explosion in the history of cinema. Mm-hmm. And the bad guy's on top of it. He explodes. But he's not he's dead not yet. Dead yet. No, he's Little dead. pieces of he's him dead. follow them. He's not the T-1000. <laughs> and the bridge explodes, and they're going through the, you know, the customs checkout. That explodes. The back of their car blows up, and they survive it. And then we cut to Sam Jackson's on TV, and that's the one thing she wanted from the government. She doesn't want to work for the government anymore, but she wants him to get his name cleared and be a, t- a TV celebrity now mm-hmm. for everything that happened. And mm-hmm. so his wife and daughter are like, he's a hero. And then she's just on the farm with her family. But the, his wife and daughter are watching him. And they're like, he's a hero. And he makes some joke about how he like two times women in two different cities. <laughs> yeah, super weird. And Larry King's like, right, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Gina Davis ends up on a farm and it's pretty amazing. Uh and I, I do want to end on one clip because I forgot to play Sam Jackson uh, when he comes back from the dead. Can we play clip number 13? And this is all we have time for. That's right. You can't kill me, motherfuckers. Yes. He's not wrong. And you can't kill this movie because it's so awesome. It is so great. Apologies we didn't get to do as many riffs this time. There's too much fun stuff to talk about in this movie for 45 minutes. This movie is ridiculous. It's so fun. I had a great time. It's, I really it's, did. I, I honestly don't know how I missed it when it came out. Add this to great. your Christmas movie, your kind of like off-kilter Christmas movie list, your anti-Christmas movie list, because yeah. it's fun, and it's not too violent. It doesn't take itself too seriously. I mean, it's violent, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Uh, next week, we're debating between Red Dawn and maybe something else, but we'll uh, we'll announce our movie very soon. Uh, Jesse, until then, where can they find you? At Too Much Jesse on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Prom Losers for Sketch. We just put out something for Valentine's Day, so check it out on YouTube. YouTube, uh, search Prom Losers. At the Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram, at Funhouse Mass for the Funhouse Massacre, the movie my wife and I wrote. And Jesse and I, we used to do a sketch group a while ago. If you want to check out some vintage Jesse and Ben comedy, look up Dingus Khan Comedy on YouTube. Dingus Khan, D I N G H I S Khan Comedy. We'll tweet out a link to it as well so you yep. can check it out. There's some funny stuff on there. We're going to start dropping some new stuff very soon. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, what is your guilty movie pleasure?
producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.